Hello, welcome to Free Your Children. I am your host, Tiffany Boyd. You are listening to WXRQ 1460 AM Christian Radio. Free Your Children is honored to be with you tonight, sharing the truth and love about education. There is a battle raging for the souls of our nation's children. And here at Free Your Children, our hope is to equip you for battle. Today's show is sponsored by the Murfreesboro Pulse. You can find the Pulse at Borough Pulse, B-O-R-O-P-U-L-S-E dot com, or you can pick up a local copy if you're in the Murfreesboro, Tennessee area. You can also find them on Facebook. Their page is the Murfreesboro Pulse, and you can also follow them over on Instagram. Free Your Children can be found on Facebook. We have a public Facebook page called Free Your Children. You can email me at freeyourchildren at gmail.com, and you can also find me over on Instagram. If you are interested in sponsoring the show Free Your Children and supporting biblical education, you can shoot me an email at freeyourchildren at gmail.com. Hello to all of our listeners and friends. If you have questions that you would like for me to share on the air, please send them to me. You can send them to my email And I would be happy to discuss whatever topics you think are important to you. I know that we have listeners all over, all over the United States and even all over the world. So if you have things going on in your neck of the woods that deal with education and you would like for us to focus on those, I would love for you to send me an email and we can do that. I have an amazing guest today. Her name is Linda Murphy, and I wanted to take some time to tell you a little bit about her. Linda is an educator who has been certified by the State Department of Education for 30 years. She is a magna cum laude graduate of Southwestern Oklahoma State University. She has taught children and adults in all subject areas. Linda received a statewide award for work with children and adults with visually related learning problems from the State Optometric Association and Liberty Optical. Linda served as education advisor to the governor of Oklahoma and as a deputy commissioner of labor for workforce education and training. She works with students of all ages and abilities. She has unique experience and knowledge in the area of research-based identification and remediation of learning difficulties, including visual perception problems and developmental delays. She is certified in testing and training the cognitive skills needed in basic to advanced levels of perception and thinking using the research-based SOI structure of intellect program. Linda has recently served as the chairman of the Oklahoma Republican Party Education Committee, certified educator for 30 years, governor's education advisor, deputy commissioner of workforce education and training, member of Governor state job training council, member National Science Foundation Committee, member Heartland Scholarship for Bombing Committee, member Governor School to Work Council, Administrator, Department of Labor, Eastern Oklahoma, Secretary of Education appointee, Director Vision and Learning Clinic, member of the Commission on the Status of Women, Republican Party nominee for State Superintendent, and Republican Party State Co-Chair of Platform Committee. You have quite a bio there, Miss Linda Murphy. And I wanted to let everyone know, Linda and I met, we actually met, we have a mutual friend in Oklahoma, but we also met 
from my Free Your Children Facebook page when I had shared some information about school choice, and she weighed in with some wonderful words of wisdom. So welcome, Linda. How are you this morning? Hi, I'm doing really well. Thank you. That is fantastic. We are so pleased to have you with us here tonight because one of our goals, one of our many goals here is to be a light in the darkness, and we know that Everything done in the dark will be brought to light, Luke 8, 17, and you definitely are a light in your state of Oklahoma. Can you tell us what's been going on in education in Oklahoma? Well, our most recent events across the state, there have been a lot of concerns that parents have, as we see in every state, uh, regarding uh, some of the literature that the children are given. Uh, not enough screening of information that's handed to children. Uh, we see the problems with Common Core, even though we have a state law where we repealed it from state law in 2014. Uh, the current state superintendent, who just lost her race, by the way, on Tuesday this week, running for governor. She's been state superintendent for eight years Mm -hmm. And she put Common Core back into the standards and the testing. Wow. And our law specifically said we would not have Common Core standards or testing alignment. So right. uh, we need to get that turned around. And the good news there is we have a new state school superintendent That's who great. will be sworn in in January. I knew uh, that Ryan that was, Walters. Yes, I knew that that was a long battle, long, hard battle there in Oklahoma. So congratulations on that win for conservatives in Oklahoma. You have written a lot about the World Core curriculum. Can we talk about that tonight? Sure. Um, I have a recent article in the Oklahoma Constitution newspaper where I have a column. It's a quarterly paper that is read mainly by Republicans, conservatives uh, in Oklahoma. And some of the state officials and various ones write in there each each uh, edition. What I wrote on the last time is World Core Curriculum and Religion. And I wrote that because we've got some problems already infiltrated into curriculum regarding religion in one of our major schools. That's in Tulsa, Oklahoma. And mm -hmm. this has been about four years back that I found through the information a classroom teacher sent me because she was very disturbed. She's a Christian. And she said, I cannot teach this in my class. She said, I want you to look at the curriculum and tell me what you find there. And so she sent me the key. I went in, looked at it and found that they're teaching even first graders in oh, Tulsa wow. online, three kinds of religion uh, under the name of one God monotheism, which first graders, of course, can't even understand that concept. Correct. Uh, but they're teaching Judaism, Islam, and Christianity. Now, it's not the doctrine of Christianity that many of us believe, but they have their variety of Christianity in the curriculum. But what is very disturbing is for a first grader, they're not cognitively, mentally able to understand when the book and the curriculum online says that they are all serving one God. It seems to that first grader like they all serve the same God. 
So they all believe in God. And of course, we know as Christians, that is not the case. Right. So it's false teaching. It's uh, an ecumenical approach to religion is really what it is. Yes, yes. And I, I've i read that article, and it's a fantastic article. T- can you tell our listeners again where they can find that? Yes, if they go to oklahomaconstitution.com, they'll find uh, the newspaper there and just look in the column. My name is there, and they can click on that, and okay. there will be the article. In the last one, it is the last article. Um, yes. Another thing this ties into, of course, is the World Core Curriculum which was developed by a man named Robert Mueller. Mm-hmm. And a lot of people have heard something about the United Nations and the uh, religious background that this is all coming from, yes. uh, even in the education area. And yes. Robert Mueller is really a, a person that for many years fulfilled this goal. And it was laid out, I think, in this statement Uh, the founder of the United Nations World Health Organization, who was a psychiatrist, Brooke or Brock Chisholm, said to achieve world government, it is necessary to remove from the minds of men their individualism, Mm -hmm. loyalty to family traditions, national patriotism, and religious dogmas, end quote. Absolutely. It's it's pervasive. I've seen this across the nation, which I know that you have as well. And parents ask me about this a lot. I get a lot of questions about this, about the school system. And it goes back to the history of our school system. This was the push. This was the goal. And a lot of this, well, all of it, actually, I'm seeing that it's all tied into ESSER funding and the push for SEL right now in in schools. Are you seeing that in Oklahoma as well? Uh, I'm seeing that in uh, big city schools, a couple of them, and some of the suburbs have tried to start it, but there's been uprising against it from parents and even teachers. We right. have a teacher in Bixby that stood up at the school board and represented a group of teachers, actually, that opposed kindergarten through second grade teachers to be trained in LGBTQ uh, affirmation training. Yes. And that was, yeah. And we were so thankful for a brave teacher to do that. And of course she is a Christian and had the courage of, you know, the Lord with her to do that. Yes. Well, I know I've also read many articles. One was about your Oklahoma public schools teaming up with OU Health on campus. Can you speak about that a little bit? Yes, I can. Uh, What we have are two major cities in Oklahoma, Tulsa and Oklahoma City. That's Mm -hmm. where the core of these problems are. The the most common core, the, you know, outright defiance about common core when we passed the bill to repeal it. And now all of the things that follow that and, and line in with that. Oklahoma City is the school district, not statewide. But Mm -hmm. Oklahoma City Public Schools have now joined in a partnership with OU Medical Center. And that is where we have just had a real round at the state capitol exposing and bringing forth the issue that students, children, even to age 10, down to age 10, are being given chemicals, Mm 
or surgical treatment for gender change, for sex change. And that's not every child, of course, that has thoughts of transgenderism or gets into the pronoun usage, but all it takes for a child to get referred for the medical services is a diagnosis, yes. which is actually under the mental health or mental yes. illness uh, DSM, which is mm -hmm. the uh, manual that's used for diagnosis for mental issues. Mm -hmm. And the DSM-5, the diagnosis is gender dysphoria. So if they get that label from a doctor, then they can go right into a treatment for that dysphoria or disconnect between what they think in their mind or believe or feel with what their body is, which is a new intrusion into the medical field of science. Yes. And that with, is a, big, a big push with SEL right now, trying to put more mental health counselors into school. Right. And that right. is all tied to the ESSER funding because in order to receive the government, the federal funding, they have to propagate an SEL program in their schools. And parents across the nation can actually log on in every state to their state education website and see how those funds are being distributed and used and how their local education department is actually using those monies. Right. And we've had some good exposure of this in Oklahoma, what our state superintendent here, who I mentioned earlier, Joy Hoffmeister, was just defeated on Tuesday. Uh -huh. So she's out of political office. It's the end of her term in state superintendent because we have term limits. She's been there eight years. Uh, right. But she is now defeated as a gubernatorial candidate. But she rolled out a lot of this approach trying to push it into the schools. Now, we've got over the last few years, especially with more federal money coming down, as you know. Right. Mm -hmm. Okay. So uh, what we have in Oklahoma, fortunately, we are really blessed that we have 550 school districts, over 550. It's It fluctuates because we also have charters that are public and, you know, we have K-12s. And then we have K through eights that are dependent on mm -hmm. a high school for graduates out of the eighth grade. But what I'm saying about this system that we have, it's big, it's large. We have a large area, a lot of rural schools. And in those rural schools, you find more conservative people, people that are closer to the parents right. in the community. There are smaller populations, so they have more representation at their school boards. And the truth is many of these administrators and teachers out across our state do not want this radical agenda any more than we do. Right. And that was reflected in our vote on Tuesday. Uh, the governor, mm -hmm. that's right. Governor Stitt and yes. uh, Kevin Stitt was reelected and Ryan Walters was elected as the state superintendent on this platform. And they had education first out there right at the top of the issues they dealt with. And of yes. course, Ryan only on education. Right. It's, 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 you know, the public, I think in a lot of ways in general is waking up and taking a, a hard look. And I think if nothing 
and I hate to say positive came of the pandemic, but I guess we should say it was it was an eye-opening opportunity for parents to really start looking at education and it really put education under a microscope. I think that opened a that's lot right. of eyes. Yes. That's right. When they needed to sit with their child and watch their child or help their child or deliver the education for their child in some cases, many right. cases while they were closed down in different places. Now, not all of our schools closed. We right. have, uh, again, we have a conservative population, especially in the rural areas. And, uh -huh. uh, but you're so right that it really had that positive benefit. And also learning that online all the time is not effective Absolutely. for educating a lot of the children, no. especially when they're younger. Right, exactly. Well, I know that you and I, uh, over the last almost year now, have spoken quite a bit about school choice. Could you tell our listeners what your position is when it comes to school choice? Sure. Uh, last year, we had a bill in the Senate that uh, got out of the Senate Ed Committee for uh, vouchers. Now, we already have charters in Oklahoma. We have open transfer opportunities for a choice for parents to go to a different public school with a transfer. We have charters that are in person. We have charters that are online. What we don't have is an open universal voucher or as a lot of the proponents call it, education savings accounts mm -hmm. that are open to all parents who have children in public education. Which are or, known as ESAs, correct? Right. Mm -hmm. ESAs. Mm -hmm. uh, I call them vouchers because that's right. what they're known by for many, many years. Exactly. <laughs> and I think it's a, a marketing tool to just it say, oh, it's Word a savings account. <laughs> exactly. So what we have uh, in Oklahoma, last year that bill failed. Uh -huh. And it failed because a lot of the rural areas did not want the vouchers passed. And also because homeschool parents that I will just say the awake homeschool parents <laughs> who understand our constitutional freedom in Oklahoma. We have a state constitution, yes. which gives parents authority in the constitution to educate by other means. Right. So we do not have a compulsory education law that can be upheld if you choose to homeschool. Right. You don't report to the school. You don't have to do certain tests. You don't have to have certain license, certification. There's no legal regulation over homeschooling in Oklahoma. Because uh, Oklahoma recognizes the parents as the authority, correct? That's right. And that yes. was our founders who put that in the Constitution for that very purpose. And I was told the story about uh, one of the men writing the Constitution that got that in there. And it was specifically so parents could home educate their children. And, you know, Oklahoma was settled later. 1889 was the first land run after the Indian settlements coming from the east into Oklahoma. Then there was unassigned land in the middle of the state that was opened up in a land run. That was the first settling of other settlers coming in. And so from 1889, there were many events settling the state even further. And uh, then in 1907 is our uh, state was was formed into a right. state. 
joining the Indian Territory and Oklahoma Territory, the East and the West parts of the state into one. Okay, so from that beginning, and we can see that was just in the early 1900s. Wow. We had all of the other states to learn from. You know, the idea of states being a laboratory where we can learn from each other and the federal government is not going to figure things out and do it better for us. Exactly. Yes. Well, I have loved following you and following all your posts. And it's it's great for parents to understand how your constitution, you know, the, the state constitution affects education. And that's wonderful that that's written into your constitution to preserve and protect the rights of parents there in Oklahoma. That's right. And I, I think it's very vital. You asked about choice and, and back on that to finish. Mm-hmm. Uh, The Senate Ed Committee did pass the voucher bill out, but it was never even heard in uh, the House. It went to the Senate. It did not pass. And it was never even heard in the House. So there wasn't enough support for the voucher bill. I'm sure that it will be brought back. There Mm -hmm. are people that want that. And I understand, you know, that position. And I think those people mean very well. Uh, You know, they think it's all about parents' rights. But Having been at this for quite a long time, what I see about it is the loss of the freedom in a private school. Yes. If you bring a voucher from the government, I don't care if it's state or federal, then you've got required regulation because you're spending government money. Absolutely. It doesn't matter what is written in the bill to make it minimal make it acceptable. It it is open to change every year when the legislature meets. Yes. Yes. It's easily amended. Correct. Is that correct to say the wording is easily amended once the Trojan horse is allowed in? Exactly. Well it's wonderful to hear a conservative say that um, and and educate our listening audience on that because it sounds really neat they wrap it up in a pretty package but actually it's very dangerous and I think the more we can get that message out there to educate parents the better it's going to be so I appreciate you yes thank you thank you well go ahead I was going to say it brought (laughs) up the thought of Will Rogers you know our our down home uh wisdom from will rogers he said something about we're only safe when the government's not in session there you go (laughs) so i think we don't want to put any of our private education whether it's homeschool a private school private christian school starting a private christian school with vouchers you are putting yourself in the government's hands and trusting that always in the future there won't be regulations that you don't want to comply with That's not a very good risk to take. I agree with that. And one of my taglines that I've kind of become known for around these parts is what the government funds, it runs. That's right. Well said. (laughs) Well, I want to thank the Murfreesboro Pulse for sponsoring today's show. And I also want to remind parents, if you have not started a family Bible study. Now's the time to do that. Just get out your Bibles and start studying and reading with your children. If parents want complete autonomy over their child's education, they must lead and direct it. When parents abdicate that responsibility to others, 
This is what they can expect, especially from the government overreach. So thank you, Linda, for joining us. Please remember that for every house is builded by some man, but he that built all things is God. Hebrews 3, 4. We love you here at WXRQ, but remember, God loves you so much more. God bless and good night.